Ah, this KC Summer Taco Cation has been great so far. Fourth of July's right around the corner. Lots of sun and salsa, pools and El Pastor, concerts and carnitas. But what I'd really like to do is get back out there on the highways and byways of America to once again taste test some tasty tacos in other great taco cities and states. Why, what I wouldn't do to head out to the West Coast and try some of the tasty taco-rific taco chains in California, Oregon, and Washington that I've never tried before. Why, I think that's exactly what I'll do. A taco-cation West Coast road trip. I haven't done this in about three years. Well, I never thought that there could be other good tacos out there for me. But suddenly I begin to see new tacos outside KC. I'm on a taco occasion. I've got a taco twinkle in my eye. Brand new tasty tacos to eat, a brand new taco song to sing. Suddenly West Coast tacos are mine. What an amazing thing. Cause I'm on a taco occasion. It's ours, Charlie. I've got golden tacos in the sky. Cause I'm on a taco-cation I've got golden tacos to make my way And on a taco-cation it's a golden day Let's hit the road on this West Coast summer taco-cation Here on Taco the Town Welcome back to Taco the Town, the podcast where it's always Taco Tuesday. I'm your host, Dave, and I'm a man on a mission. And that mission is to eat at all of the tasty, tacorific taco spots in this tantalizingly taco-tastic taco town, Kansas City, Missouri, and Kansas. We are the only Kansas City podcast that is feeding its guests tacos and feeding its listeners taco knowledge. Yes, we are conquering the Kansas City Taco Verse one taco at a time. We'll be joined by special guests who will share their favorite taco places and taco memories with us. We'll share some stories, share some laughs, and most importantly, share some Kansas City tacos. Unless we're not in Kansas City. That's just a teaser for what's to come in a couple seconds. Welcome to Taco the Town. Taco the Town. This week is a very special week. Our theme this summer is the big summer taco-cation. I want to hear about all the taco-cations you're taking with all of your friends and family and all of the tacos you're eating in this beautiful, hot, 
and steamy summer tacocation. I took a big time summer tacocation trip of my own this week with a friend up the West Coast trying out some tasty taco chains based in California and Oregon. We ate a lot of tacocation tacos and it's time to taco about it. Let's find out what taco places we'll be reviewing this week. I think I've got all of these right here. So here are all of the taco places we will be reviewing and we ate at this week. Trejos Tacos in Hollywood. Taco Time Tacos in Oregon. Jim Boys Tacos in Northern California, right outside of Sacramento in the Woodlands. Del Taco in La Hambra, California, LA, Los Angeles area. And we just got back from Casa Vega. The Valley Institution in Sherman Oaks, California. It opened in 1956 or something like that. It's it's a very famous taco place here in L.A. Let's break this down. Why don't we introduce this week's special taco reviewer guest and taco-cation guest. This week's guest was the first ever guest on the very first episode of Taco the Town almost five years ago. So much has changed in the Tacoverse since that day. We recorded the first episode of Taco the Town. He's an actor, writer, star of stage and screen, Kansas City native. You might know him from True Blood, Hot in Cleveland, The Hills Have Eyes 2, Beauty in the Briefcase, and What I Like About You. He is the host of the podcast Bigfoot Collectors Club and Slate Your Name, which just wrapped up their first season. Is this your fifth time on the show? I believe this is my 15th time on the show. (laughs) Don't think so. Just when I try to get out, I get pulled back in. I think you're part of the five timers. This might be your fifth. I mean, does that count all my wacky Michael Takes on Taco You used to do it. You used to do a segment called Michael Takes on Taco I feel bad. I'm a little out of character in this episode. This is sort of the man behind the mask. Okay. This is going to be a man behind the mask episode. (laughs) I'm not going to be the zany, hey, Dave. That's your your Michael Takes on Taco Bell character. Michael Takes on Taco. Go bell. Oh, I'm not going to be that guy. So that was your character. You did all these weird noises. You'd like go. Yeah. I like to be like a little manic and a little crazy reviewing Taco Bell. Now, what was the incident that made you stop wanting to do that segment? I haven't told this story on the show because it's it depresses me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There really was an incident. Yeah. I will tell the story now. Okay. I was, this is a few summers ago, pre-pandemic. I was rushing to meet a friend to go see Midsummer for the second time. I'm a big Ari Aster fan and was really hungry. And we were going to have a couple drinks before the show or a drink before the show. And I was like, I haven't eaten anything. I was like, oh, the Taco Bell that I would do reviews at was right next to the movie theater. So I was like, let me go through there real quick. And I even had a like, ugh. I don't want to do this to myself. You've had times where you've pulled into the Taco Bell drive-thru and you're like, I I can't eat another Taco Supreme. I can't do it. I won't do it. And I don't want to do it. This was purely to like, I'm about to go see a three-hour movie and I'm hungry and I'm low on time. Typically, I only eat Taco Bell when I'm reviewing it for this show. Or you and I are having like a fun experimental thing, which is usually for the show. Long story short, I pull in, 
to the drive-thru. I'm sitting there waiting when all of a sudden I feel a huge crash and my car is rocked. I instantly, and then I heard, I saw out of my side window. Now I'm just parked. I'm not moving. I'm just sitting in line at the drive-thru and I hear this girl like cry out. And my first instinct was one of those bird scooters had crashed into my car. I looked over my back, not my back passenger side window, but the little triangular window behind that and my Prius was shattered and a girl stood up. She had worked. She worked at the Taco Bell, was coming back from her lunch break. Wearing her Taco Bell uniform? Yes. Tripped off the curb because I'm assuming she was running late had been out with her buddy, was rushing back to get there on time, tripped off the curb, smashed her head into my rear window and uh, shattering it, bleeding. And it was just a big mess. I was worried about her and uh, I didn't know what to do. You know, I didn't, obviously, long story short, I did not get Taco Bell and I did not go see that movie that night. Her dad had to come out. The manager came out. You know, I suspect, this is just me speculating, that she was probably stoned because my big thing was like, you have to, we got to call 911. You just took like a head injury. You said it seemed almost like a, I mean, an explosion it or was, a boulder hit your it, car. It, it was, was as if someone had walked up to the back of my car and swung a baseball bat at it was like an aluminum bat like it my car rocked on its wheels it was hard and i was like we need to call 911 we need to you need to go i was worried about this girl having a concussion and she kept me like nah man i'm cool i'm cool dude i'm cool she did not want an ambulance coming she called her dad her dad came he was like no 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 i didn't you know i didn't push it because i didn't know if there was a health insurance issue so long story short you know, dad took care of her. I think they gave her the shift off. Meanwhile, the Taco Bell manager was like, hey, call us. Here's uh, the manager's not here today, actually. Call and we'll get this window replaced for you. Because they were like, this was on our watch. This is on our property. It's our employee. And I was like, I just want everybody to know I'm not mad at her. I'm just concerned about her well-being. They're like, we thank you, blah, 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 blah. I called... I got my window replaced. It was like 350 bucks. Never, never, never heard back from Taco Bell. I called the corporate <laughs> place. They gave me nothing. They never paid for it. It was so, it was such a sad incident and a very Ari Aster, the director of Midsummer. It felt like something out of one of his horror movies. And I was just like, I'm not going back there. And I didn't. So you haven't been back to Taco Bell since? Well, I have because I think you and I reviewed the... One of the new experimental the, tacos. The chicken... Oh, I made you go do the chicken taco. Yeah, which I despised. And it was about a one minute review and you're like, I'm not ever eating yeah. anything. Yeah, again. no, no. Yeah, yeah. So so that segment is, is, is dead. It's, it's dead. dead to me. It took all my fun zaniness out of me. It killed whatever wacky character I was developing for that. I'm, it's done for me. Taco Bell is now a horror movie for me. <laughs> oh, I forgot. I think I forgot to introduce you. Welcome to Taco the Town, Michael McMillan. Oh, hi. No, I noticed in the intro, no love for Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Oh, yeah. Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Yeah. Sorry. I'm sorry. And you also probably know him from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Welcome to Taco the Town. 
Michael McMillan. It's fine. I know you didn't watch it. It's okay. No, I did. I I did. It's that, great. It's fine. That was the singing one, right? Yeah. Dancing and singing. Yeah. You wore a lot of suspenders in that. I did. Yeah. Unfortunately, I signed up for that early on. <laughs> and it was fun for the character because uh, uh, I played this guy, Tim, who was a bad lawyer who worked in the office that Rachel Bloom's character, Rebecca, worked in. And we went in early on and decided that he modeled himself after Michael Douglas in Wall Street. And that was, <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, that was my character. I was like, he dre- I want. He thinks he's Michael Douglas in Wall Street when he's not. But I did have some fun suspenders. I had some like wacky suspenders over the years. No taco suspenders. That would be fun. No, I need to get some of those. Yeah, I don't have any. I don't think I own a pair of suspenders. I had uh, worn suspenders since the 80s, you know. Since the big Marty McFly. Yeah, yeah. since the Marty McFly look. But I definitely rocked that in uh, first, second, third grade for sure. Totally. Yeah, I had some red ones because I was into the Marty McFly look. I tried to you know duplicate the Marty McFly suspenders with the white shirt a lot, and it, I didn't really pull it off, but... uh. I was also in second grade. Yeah, I mean, so, we were children. Yeah. We just completed oh boy. this week an epic road trip, yeah. a taco road trip, a taco-cation. Did you know that we were in for a taco-cation? Were you? I wasn't. I was, I was surprised <laughs> when you told me that <laughs> we were more than halfway to Oregon when you announced, by the way, we'll be recording an episode about this. <laughs> Up until that point, it had been a Twin Peaks road trip. Oh, yeah. not But it did become a tacocation. I was trying to... I was l- hearing you go down the list, and I feel like you left something out. And maybe we'll figure that out. Did we eat tacos anywhere between Trejo's and Taco Time? I feel like... Well, there was one evening... Listeners, this is going to rock your boats. Are you ready for this? Oh, no. I think it's because he was preparing for the secret agenda on the road trip. But there was one night I said, Davey, what do you want to go eat? And he said, no burgers, no tacos. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. It's the first time I've ever heard you preemptively turn down a taco. So where did we eat? Perhaps the most controversial thing that's ever happened since you started this I show. I guess I got to answer in the questionnaire at the end. I got to say, yes, I have turned down tacos before. I think as you were revving up for, to be fair. I knew we had a lot of tacos ahead of us. You knew, and you did have a lot of tacos on the trip. I didn't tell you. You didn't tell me. You had no clue. I had no clue. You were like, hey, let's go up to see the Twin Peaks filming sure. locations in Washington. And I was yep. like, we're going to secretly eat yeah. <laughs> So many tacos. He had two things on his mind. Taco time and John Boy's tacos. Jim Boy's. Jim Boy's tacos. Those were good, right? Not bad. Gotta say. And also enjoyed the atmosphere of Jim Boy's. Yeah. Very suburban, but pleasantly. Cool and hip. Yeah. Some retro signs in there. Cool retro signs. Should we talk about the retro sign that we saw in the store? It said they had a cool little area that had all of their old logos and signs. And... um. Because they were from, I think they were, they claim to be one of the first suburban taco joints. Are they a Utah taco joint? They originated, so I'm going to give all the history. Okay. This all will right. be a very long, long segment about history of, of all the places we ate. Guess what? Tonight. That's my favorite 
stuff. Okay, so cool. Don't try to turn me off. If you want to step out while I read all the history. No, I um, love the history. Jim Boy's Tacos originated in Lake Tahoe, California okay. in 1954. Now, is that before John Bell stole his neighbor's recipe for the Taco Bell taco? It could be because Jim Boy's claims they're one of the original suburban taco chains. So, okay. We'll have to look up when Taco Timeline. Bell opened. But yeah, Jim Boy's was great. You did not have the Del Taco today. I did not. I've never actually had a Del Taco Taco. I had a BLT for lunch. And, <laughs> and I d- again, Dave denied a sandwich, turned down a sandwich, and then uh, secretly suggested, well, how about some Del Taco for me? I was waiting till we were close to the Del Taco and... Uh, and I, that was my first time having the Del Taco fries, which you enjoy. I have had them once when I was pretty drunk, and they were tasty. I, I, I was at a big old cast party, and uh, a buddy and I walked from the venue over to the Del Taco, and I was actually walking him. He had had way more than me. And then uh, he got a... Bur- <laughs> I think he got a burger from Del Taco and the fries, and I had some of those fries, and they were delicious to my memory. They uh, have a very eclectic menu at Del Taco. They got burgers, fries, lots of stuff. So yeah, epic road trip. There were some nights where tacos weren't an option, so I had to do some crazy stuff like one night I had a pizza. Yep, one night you had, did you have a burger any of these nights? No, you had a grilled cheese sandwich. We both were, we got into Sacramento, no taco places were open, so uh, we went to this funky, cool, uh, this bar that had uh, grilled cheeses, and then that was delicious. What was this other place we went to? I think we had Portland, we got in pretty late, so I had the the pizza, you had uh, steak frites, and, and then the next day, it was just, uh, I mean, today, when we got back to LA, it, it has been... It has been a taco. It, it's every everything I've had today was a taco. I had the Del Taco. I had the Casa Vega, which we just got back th- from. Uh, now that it's fresh in your head, let's talk some Casa Vega. I t- I just want to say for the record, uh, now that I've heard you go down the list, I take it back. I don't think we forgot a taco. Right. Yeah. I think we you figured replayed it, out. it for me, and I'm like, yes. Oh, we did get In and Out last night. We did do on in the way and out. into. LA. That was the only time we had a burger on the entire right. trip. Yep. Try not to do it, but uh have to make an in and out stop while while in I LA. think it is required. Yeah. Casa Vega. My first time there, your first time there? I think so. I think I actually went to Casa Vega years ago after a cold play show. Oddly, this ties into the story. I went and saw a free Coldplay concert that was playing down at Hollywood and Vine. Free Coldplay? Free, because it was, it was the launch, I believe it was the launch of the Jimmy Kimmel show. Oh my gosh. I think it was that... It was that week the Jimmy Kimmel show launched. This is years ago. I was just like fresh out to L.A. And then I remember we all went out to eat. And I think we went to Casa Vega afterwards. We were eating over there right near there. might have been Casa Vega. But again, this is like 20 years ago. But so to the best of my memory, no, except for maybe that time. But oddly, it ties in because we discovered after we'd been seated tonight that we were sitting in the Jimmy Kimmel live booth. There's a Jimmy Kimmel Live booth. I'll say this. 
I host this podcast, Bigfoot Collectors Club, where we talk about UFOs and cryptids and ghosts and spooky stuff. And one of the things that always comes up on the show is the concept of synchronicity. That's the term for meaningful coincidence. And I do think there were a lot of synchronicities on this tacocation, as you call it. That's what we're calling it. Okay. Trademark. Tacocation. So, for example, Jimmy Kimmel coming up twice unrelated with Casa Vega tonight. We had a lot of those kind of moments I felt like on this trip. For example, we had just been, you had just told me about Jim Boys and then we heard an ad for Jim Boys on, on the radio. The, on the uh, podcast. On a yeah. podcast we were listening yeah. to. And as we were pulling out of the gas station where all of this had occurred within the within the same 10 minutes, there was a Jim Boys right there. Yep. Lots of taconicities. 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 Thank you. Yeah. That was the term I was looking it for. It happens when you're in this line of work. A lot of taconicities Yeah. Happen. You're thinking about a taco or a specific taco or a specific taco restaurant and boom. Boom, it, they start talking about it on the radio or it's right in front of you. Have you ever been listening to the radio or a podcast and they'll say a word? You'll be in the car and you'll look up and you'll see the word they're saying written on something. For example, here's a here's like they might say, oh, my favorite color is yellow. And you look up and see a yellow cab drive by at the same. And you see you're literally looking at the word yellow on yellow cab while they're saying yellow on the radio or podcast. Yeah. Yeah. That's happened before. That's yeah. a taconicity. That is a taconicity. Have you ever been eating a taco, like a large taco, mm -hmm. and as you are eating that taco, you find a smaller taco <laughs> inside that large taco? That's a taconicity. That's a taco incidence, <laughs> I think. Some, it's just a coincidence that there's a taco within the smaller taco <laughs> incidence. Yeah, I mean that's a taco nesting doll. Is yeah, what that is. Yeah, Russian Russian taco doll. Here, you want to hear some facts about Casa Vega? We just got back from Casa Vega. Had some margaritas. What are your first thoughts walking into okay, Casa Vega? Fair enough. Uh, but we uh, just for the we didn't have some margaritas. We both had a margarita. Right. Sounds like we did a margarita flight, which we didn't. No, do. we didn't. That was last week on the show. Yeah. Um, which looked very fun. By those the way. were good. Those were very fun. Casa Vega should invest in some small golden airplanes yeah. to bring stuff out. Casa Vega is very old school. I mean, that place, I, I, it's one of those places that you walk into and you're like, oh, I, I, I've been here before. Yes. In a dream. In a dream or mm -hmm. in a film. In a film. Obviously, it's uh, it's featured briefly, but memorably in the film Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It is got, it has that traditional low lit themed Mexican, like set in a specific past period of Mexico, Mexican, but doesn't feel too kitschy. This is like a thing that a lot of Mexican restaurants out in Los Angeles still retain that theming. Themed restaurants used to be a big deal out here in Los Angeles, especially like a hundred years ago. Obviously, with a town that is, you know, known for film and TV. You might imagine that some of the restaurants take on their own sort of theme and character and location. And Casa Vega is, is one of those. But I think that's why it feels retro, because it's it's sort of the sort of the location that you would be in a Mexican restaurant in, say, the 1970s, you know, when they were really, really playing up the atmosphere. 
It's been open since 1956. I wonder if it's retained that same look since 1956. It looks like it had some updates, I would say, in the late 70s, early 80s. The bar, when you walk in, looks very... with the, It has like stained glass hanging over the bar. The woodwork of the bar, to me, screams 1980 1981 it's kind of got that like dark wood finish that looks it, it looks like the bar from cheers basically but like a little bit of a like themed mexican version of that so i would say the bar probably got updated but um yeah it's got the like red vinyl or leather vinyl kind of like love those booths, booths yeah the seats and yeah, yeah. It, it, it's not trying to be modern in any sense of the word that's Has for sure candles on each table it had dark dark mood lighting yeah little candelabras hanging yeah. over that look like something you might see in a in an old ship you know right so it's hard to tell like is this the 1950s doing the you know late 18th century mexico or is this the 70s doing sort of a redo from something left over from the 50s yeah, velvet I, paintings, velvet paintings, the velvet of paintings were great. The food, we ordered tacos because it's a taco location. They had a huge menu, massive, massive menu, and not cheap. This is like a. This seems to be. I mean, it's there are more expensive places. Like it's not as expensive as a place like Musso and Frank or Tam O'Shanner, but I feel like it's more expensive than El Coyote, which is another like old school Mexican restaurant here. But I will say that for the, so for example, the, the taco platter I got was two beef tacos, beans, rice, a cup of tortilla soup, kind of a puffy, crunchy shell. Yeah. Like a light. So there's something out in, I believe in Whittier. I could be wrong, but there was years ago a guy that was a writer on True Blood, Alexander Wu, took me out to a place that we'll have to go to sometime when you're out here if it's still around. I mean, this has been ten years ago now, but it was it was like the home of the puffy taco, mm -hmm. and it was that it was the first time I'd had like a puffy taco, that light fried shell. This was sort of a soft. It was a flour tortilla. That wasn't quite soft, but it wasn't quite crunchy. It was light and airy. It still had a, that a little bit of that doughy bite of a flower shell, but it had some crispness of a crunchy shell. In mine, I got the soft. I had the two soft tacos. I did a car carnitas and a carne asada. I did not enjoy my carnitas. It was a little too chunky of the chunky of pork. It wasn't shredded enough. It wasn't for you. shredded enough for okay. me. I like it when it's a little shredded, a little burnt, yeah. a little bit, a little, yeah. little bit of crispness well, to it. That's because you're used to like, you know, pulled pork coming from a, a barbecue town. Right. Now I'm not defending this taco. I mean, most carnitas anywhere you go is gonna ha gonna be shredded. But what you described to me sounds, you know, very much like in the tradition of like a pulled pork barbecue. And there were big size tacos too. Very, very large. Very tacos. big. I was shocked. It yeah. was like the size of a ten inch pizza folded in half. It I was. felt like. <laughs> and uh, massive tacos. You had one of your beef, and then you gave me your your second. Yeah, because because between the cup of soup, the rice beans, and one of those beef, I would say one of those tacos, and they were thick. Like there was a lot. Like Yuck. it was like a giant. It, it was it was the equivalent of like a beef gordita supreme and a half. It reminded me kind of of a. It kind of had yeah. that vibe. Although they put guacamole in the taco, and they are sour cream in it too, right? Uh, that's what. 
steals my heart every time. That was good. I'm a real gringo that way. I love sour cream in, in my taco. I, I'd i be curious to find out what other stuff is on the menu. They had a fried halibut taco that almost I almost went for. I would try that again. But, um, you know... I, I struggle sometimes. I think I think I'm great with tacos, but refried beans and rice tend to give me a little bit of the old fashioned acid reflux. So you know, I always feel like I've I've overdone it when I have like a real platter. I think I need to stick to a la carte when it comes to tacos. How was the tortilla soup? Tortilla soup was great. Loved it. Okay. Great flavor. A perfect portioning. The margaritas were great. Margaritas were great. Came in a pint glass. Which surprised me. I thought I was really expecting a big old jumbo. Yeah, like a traditional rimmed margarita, especially like that, you know, that that sort of martini glass, large martini glass margarita. Just just based on the atmosphere of the of the restaurant itself. But really good flavor and um, not too sugary sweet. It seems like it'd Tart. be one of those places that would be really good at enchiladas. I just got that enchilada vibe I from I think that the place. enchiladas are probably great there. Yeah. The fajitas might be really good there. Although no one was ordering the fajita there. We didn't see any of that fajita envy go through the room. I saw someone with a large taco salad about the size of someone's head. Interesting. So. Yeah, Don Cucos in Burbank, which I took you to one of your first trips out to LA. That was a spot that must have been known for fajitas because you could smell the fajitas when you walked in. And every five minutes someone was walking by with that sizzling platter you know i kind of wish we uh, would have put don cuckoo's on the tacocation um, list this uh, episode well it's pretty early we could head over there let's go right now <laughs> did i ever tell you about the time that i thought i saw kate blanchett at don cuckoo's <laughs> i told this on the show no one time i was there with my brother-in-law and i was like i think hey i think kate Blan. this is like before she was like a real big star but she was definitely well known. She'd played she'd played Gladriel by this point. Oh. Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. And uh I was like, oh my God, this place must be famous because Kate Blanchett is here. And uh <laughs> my brother in law took one look at her and he's like, Are you an idiot? That's not Kate Blanchett. And then I looked again and I was like, How did I think this woman was Kate Blanchett? <laughs> I've done that out here. You just yeah, see some sometimes. people in restaurants. You're like, "Hey, that's so and so," and then you look at them a little closer. It's kind of dark in yeah. the bar, and they- but now, and now I call it Cape Blanchett's Don Cucos. <laughs> Would you go back to uh, Casa Vega? I would actually. I'm in a relationship, and I thought to myself, and my, and I'm dating a, a woman. Nay, I'm in love with a woman. Oh my gosh! Who she has told me Mexican food is her favorite food. Whoa. And um, she grew up in Burbank. She probably went to Don Cucos a lot. Went to Don Cucos. But I thought to myself, this would be a very fun date night because it's a little bit of a themed escape. The lighting is very romantic. I was like, oh, this is a place you could go with your date, have a couple margaritas. I would suggest keep it a little light. Don't go for the full platter. But you could have a little fun, romantic Kind of kitschy, old-fashioned night, you know, and then go home and Netflix and chill, you know? They, uh, yeah, the portions were large, so, yeah, order wisely. Yeah. Orders, maybe all Tread lightly. Yeah, tread lightly on the large tacos. Yeah. Oh, by the way, did you go into the bathroom at Casa I Vega? didn't. It was cool. Very you mod- should have told me. I, I, I should have. I almost told you to, um, but it's kind of weird in front of a 
room full of strangers to tell your friend to go to the bathroom? No, you could have been like, Dave, you got to check out the bathrooms <laughs> Dave, here. Dave, go to the bathroom before we leave. I think that portion was more had been modernized okay. recently. They had a modern tile situation going on that was very cool. Okay. And inside it was like very black and white with like a splash of red. It looks like it had it looks like they'd maybe redone it during the pandemic. They took the opportunity to be like, let's update the bathroom. Loved it though. Very cool, very stylish. And if it's a hint of where the rest of the restaurant could go, I'm into it. Cause it 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 was like modern but retained the theming really well. Famous, famous place, Casa Vega since nineteen fifty six on Ventura Boulevard. Ventura Boulevard, baby. Sherman Oaks. Uh check it's it the out. Broadway of the Valley. Broadway of the Valley. What would your final rating be for Casa Vega? Um, I would say atmosphere. Uh, what? Are, how many? One to five golden tacos. Yeah, atmosphere five golden tacos. Food three point five golden tacos. That's right in line with me. I'd yeah. say I really liked your crunchy taco. My was, carne asada was good too. So yeah, yeah. I'd yeah. say three point six out of five, and then five for uh, for atmosphere. I could tell. I will say by the reaction. I mean, literally, when I asked our server, I said. I'm thinking about these. I think they were Sonoran. called like the Sonora. Sonora tacos. Sonoran. I think it was Son- Sonoran or Sonora tacos platter. And he literally looked at me, squinted his eyes, and gave me the chef's kiss. Oh, he was like very good. And I was like, mm, great. I liked it. Yeah. It so that good. must be a highlight of their. If I go back, that's what I'm getting. Yeah. yeah. We'll go backwards here. So Del. Yeah, Taco. we still haven't gotten into the history. That was a bit of, of gym a boys. Of gym boys. Yeah, we <laughs> we're diverged. gonna get there. So we'll go backward here. Uh, Earlier today, uh-huh. I ate Del Taco. You did not. You had a sandwich from Oak's Gourmet. Oak's Gourmet, yes. One of your I'm favorite gourmet boy. It's one of your favorite sandwich places here. I in LA. guess you could say that. Although I've only been back three times since the pandemic. I always enjoy it, but it does have that bread that hurts your gums. It has the type of sour toasted sourdough bread that will scrape. I'm touching my tongue to my the ridge of gums under my bottom teeth. And it's still raw, you know what I mean? So you got to be a little careful, but great BLT. You want to hear some history of Del Taco? Yes, please. Recently, there's an ad on television here in LA that's running. We don't have Del Tacos in Kansas or Missouri. It says, recently, Del Taco's beef taco, just basic beef taco, was voted the tastiest fast food chain taco Mm. in 2022 by Thrillist. Oh. It's 30 percent bigger and two times cheesier than the taco bell taco now cheesy isn't necessarily a draw for me is it for you oh yeah really i love a cheesy taco okay okay fair enough i've just never had a taco bell taco and thought what it needs is more cheese i don't know what it is that i thought it needed more of other than sour sour cream cream. (laughs) yeah i always think bring bring more cheese really i i don't know I mean, unless it's a, you know, street taco. I don't want cheese on that. But Let's talk about, we're going to get into cheese and the taco and cheese and tacos a little bit later. And I think I have a new opinion about cheese and tacos. That's a little tease. Okay. All right. That's what I call a cheese tease. (laughs) That's a cheese tease for later in the show. So they say 30% bigger and two times cheesier. The cheese was pouring out of this thing. It was dry cheese, shredded cheese, pouring out of the side. These were huge tacos. I saw you. Now, I was on a business call while you were You were, yeah. I hope I wasn't too loud. I will tell you what. (laughs) You were quiet. 
until you wadded up the wrappers and stuffed them in the bag. And then it was the it was like thunder was rolling through the car. But um, it's fine. The um, I did notice that the I looked over at one point as you were taking the food out of the bag. And the first thing I saw was cheese and thick cuts of shredded cheese spilling out of that taco wrapper. Both tacos. I got two basic. It's the number one, right? It was the two beef. And they were chock full of cheese and lettuce and gigantic. As the man who drove you through the drive-thru and up and down the West Coast. and <laughs> On my taco location everywhere. that only I knew about. <laughs> Thank you. I will say I was... I was impressed and a little thrilled by the fact that the taco meals at Del Taco come with fries. Yeah, it's like going to a McDonald's, but you get two tacos yeah. and fries. And then at the very end of that list is a is just a lonely burger. Right. They had those burgers. And then they had... Did they have bowls there? They, they may have had bowls. It was a, I, I, I did hear you quietly. It was like a queso fry chipotle bowl I or something. I did hear, as I was perusing the menu, I did hear you go, oh, wow, great menu. Mm-hmm. Loki. Hey, Loki. <laughs> Check out the menu at Del Taco, Loki. You might want to try it. Yeah, they had a lot of stuff on the menu. A lot of stuff. But yeah, they come with the tasty crinkle cut fries, which normally I'm not a fan of crinkle cut. But you know what ended up happening while I was eating those tacos? The cheese and beef and lettuce from my taco fell into the fries. Mm. And then while I was done with my tacos, I had a special like little bonus animal fries. Yeah, animal Almost fries. Like secret menu fries. And it was good. Oh, I like taco that. bits mixed in with some fries. Crinkle cuts were great. Some of the tastiest crinkle cuts I've ever had. Here's a little history of Del Taco. Ed Hackbarth and David Jameson oh. opened the first Del Taco in Yermo. Is that how you pronounce it? Yermo, California. These guys were like, how can we get the most Irish name and two of the wackiest names combined into one business adventure? Yermo, California in 1964. They opened with a menu of 19 cent tacos, tostadas and fries, and a 24-cent cheeseburger. Del Taco brought in 169 in sales on its first day in business, which is the equivalent today to 900 tacos, or maybe the equivalent to then of selling 900 tacos. I think what we're learning about the history of these franchises, and now tell me these men's name again, and I guess I can't jump to conclude. I can make a pretty safe bet about David Jameson. What's the other guy's name? Ed Hackbarth. I think white men love tacos. I think that. I think you're right. I think <laughs> white men were very quick to be like, you know what? Let's take this let's steal this and run with it <laughs> by 1978 there were 100 locations in 2022 they have opened 597 locations 300 or so uh, are in california the majority are in california but there are also locations in alabama arizona colorado florida georgia idaho michigan nevada new mexico ohio oklahoma oregon south carolina utah and nevada so mostly in the west but yeah. uh, it's spreading out yeah i feel like any minute now, Casey will get them. I hope so. I mean, if Oklahoma has them. Casey em. seems to be getting, like, all the chains now. We just got Whataburger, so. Yeah, I think it's only... Have you had the Whataburger Yes, yet? I have, yeah. How is it? Did not like it. Oh, uh, Really? It's not even as good as a Sonic Burger. What? Lots of hype. 
Patrick Mahomes. Really? It's all Patrick Mahomes. Now wait a minute. Is this a sample? Is this an example of a franchise spreading too thin? Because you know we had we had a mommy burger here in L.A. and and the original umami burger was like I've never tasted anything this damn good. And then they added a couple more locations. Still very high quality. And then like the next year there were like. 20 all around town and then the 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 consistency f- like war warbled wildly warbled a little bit it warbled yeah. wildly not a little bit wildly <laughs> so it could be one of those things of like a business spreading itself too thin here's a here's a fun fast food chain update for your listeners back in Kansas City oh okay LA just got its first raising canes it is in California. It's down in Orange County. It's in some other... It might be a little further north of here, too, but L.A. Burbank just got one. This thing has redirected traffic <laughs> on Olive Boulevard. Olive Ave? What is Olive? There are cops and cones, and there is there are cars down the street. And just a few blocks down from that is... A Chick-fil-A that went up replacing an El Torito. Have you ever had El Torito? Mm, I don't think that so. That was like a sit-down restaurant chain, like a Mexican-style Applebee's here. But I'm telling you what, this Raisin Cane's, it's Raisin Hell in Burbank right now. Sounds like what happened with Whataburger in People KC. People are going crazy for it. We have a ton of Raisin Cane's in KC now. Yeah. They're everywhere. You know, Zaxby's, there's a couple Zaxby's uh-huh. chicken places that have gone out of business. Because there was a big, canes. the big chicken wars. People love the Raising Canes. Now, were you, you're a Zaxby's guy or a Raising Canes? I'm a canes? Slim Chickens That's guy. That's what you're, you're, you're not a Canes man. Not necessarily. Unless no. we're talking low cane. Lorenzo Cane. We are big low cane. Low men. cane, yeah. But Should, when it comes to Raising Cane, I, I, uh, you know, I'd rather have a taco than a chicken finger. It's just, it should be called. Chicken fingers. Yeah, you're Kane, upset. Kane's chicken you're fingers. You're upset that they're not wings. I'm a more, I'm a, I like the wings. I'm yes. a tendies boy. You like tendies? I love a tendie. Why? What's the difference between a finger, a tendie, and a nugget? A tendie's a, a little wider than a finger, isn't it? Or is it the same? I think a tendie's shorter. Flatter and wider. Tendie is shorter than a finger, but then a nug is is as chunk is a chunky. nug is the short. So the tendies to me is the wookie of the boneless chicken fried variety. A nugget would be an Ewok, and a finger. We're talking Star Wars creatures. Yeah, now? I just I just introduced Star Wars. Like I always thought the tenders were bigger. They're bigger than fingers. A fingers implies that it's thin. But all the fingers I get look like tendies. Are they one and the same? Could be. Could be splitting hairs here. Uh, we might be splitting fingies and tendies. When did fingers become tenders? I've always known them as tenders. They've always been fingers to me. Maybe they're ten- tendies out here in Cali. <laughs> Wait, when you went to... Okay, I used to go to Applebee's all the time in high school. And I would get the chicken fingers basket or the chicken tenders basket. I think chicken fingers. See, when I was growing up, this I'd, is a colloquialism. I'd go to TGI Fridays on in Ward Parkway Mall, uh-huh. and that's when they had chicken fingers. I think it was. I think you're right. I think they're the same thing. Yeah. There. When did they become tendies? Maybe they are but, out. Maybe it's just a West Coast thing, and I've gotten used to that. But in Pittsburgh, where I went to college, I think they were called tenders too. I don't know. Let's let's sidebar this for later. When did fingies become tendies? When. Did fingies become tendies? We'll check back in on that later in the show. I enjoyed my Del Taco taco. 
It was delicious. It had a very similar vibe to a Taco Via taco. Oh, but it, the, okay. Yeah, now with all I'm that cheese. Interested. Yeah, you might like it. The very first Del Taco I ever had was in Phoenix, Arizona, and I was not impressed. But the one I had today Again, was, was a lot maybe better. Maybe too far from the source of the... Right? Right. Stick with Franchise the Franchise Calif- too far. Get close. Stick with the California Del Tacos. I can't imagine that an In-N-Out Burger would it open in Kansas City would be as good as the SoCal In-N-Out Burger. You're right. I mean, even that one we went to in a random uh, highway truck stop area was delicious. Was- yeah. You get too far from the source of quality dips. That's what I think. I'd give. I'd give. Have you eaten a Philly cheesesteak out of Philly, outside of Philadelphia? Yeah, the only ones I've ever eaten have been outside of Philadelphia. And how were they? Great. I love a good Philly cheesesteak. But you've never actually had a Philadelphia Philly cheesesteak. No, no. So you might go. Those were gross compared to what I just had. Right. Now. I need to do that for my other podcast about Philly cheesesteaks called Philly boy. <laughs> Philly. No, no, wait, filling me up. Yeah, fill me up. <laughs> fill up my tongue. Fill, filling me up. Philly. So we got a couple more places to hit on our talk occasion. Uh, let's take a quick break, gather our thoughts and we will uh, be right back after this break. Eat tacos, win prizes. Let me say that again. Eat tacos, win prizes. The KCK Taco Trail offers a flavor-filled experience through more than 50 taquerias in Kansas City, Kansas. Download your free KCK Taco Trail Pass to find your way to the tastiest tacos in Kansas City. So what are you waiting for? Get started at kcktacotrail.com. All right, we are back. We are uh, covering our amazing tacocation up the West Coast that Michael did not know was a tacocation until I broke it to him halfway through the tacocation. Michael, do you remember the first vacation we took together as children? How could I ever forget the time you and I flew all by ourselves to Michigan? Muskegon, Michigan. Well, we flew into Detroit, right? How old were we? Fifth grade? Summer after fifth grade. So we would have been 11. And not to date us, but that was 1990, right? Summer that was ni- summer, summer 90. of 90, yeah. The summer of You Can't Touch This, right? Yep. Uh, Twin Peaks had just premiered. There's another synchronicity. Oh, no way. In April of that year. We were too young to watch um, it. The Simpsons had just uh, debuted that, that... The year before in December? Or? The Simpsons Christmas special had been December of 89. 90210 had just come out. We learned about Tiny Toons on that trip because it was the 50th anniversary of Bugs Bunny. And I got a commemorative magazine at the... Do you remember this? Yes. I remember reading it on the plane. I got it. I think I got it at the in the airport, maybe. And in the back of the magazine, there was an article about Steven Spielberg creating a new show called Tiny Tunes. And we were like, we only had a couple like images to go from, and we spent what felt like hours in the basement of our friend Danny's grandparents' lake house in Muskegon, just unpacking what the Tiny Toons meant for the world of Looney Tunes and who these characters were. And we had to wait months to find out. We were probably the two biggest Tiny Toon fans in Kansas City. I felt like I showed up in Kansas after that trip like with advanced knowledge of what was about to drop on everyone's heads in in the fall. Nobody knew. Nobody knew. Nobody was into them as much as we were. No. We would take... Do you remember that trip? We would get on bicycles right down the like neighborhood. We were excited because this little old neighborhood that was like clearly built in the 40s, 30s or 40s, had like back alleyways behind the house 
houses like you would see in an old like Porky Pig cartoon. And we thought that was awesome. And then we would ride our bikes down to this ice cream store that sold comic books and had arcade games. And one of them was some street fighting side scroller that I can't remember what it was, but we were we were. We were, River City Rampage. It was, I think it was, yeah, it was a, yeah, where we were fighting punks. Yeah, we were cool guys fighting punks. It was like a ripoff Double Dragon. Yeah, or <laughs> Final Fight, one of those. And it was, I just remember that being one of the greatest times of my my life. We went down to Bear Lake, hung out on a really crappy rocky beach, but scenic, and listened to Can't Touch This, King of Wishful Thinking. <laughs> Yeah. Uh was it that? I refuse to give in I to think my that mood. was playing and I think Rock Set. That was Rock Set had a, a summer jam. Must have been love but it's over now. I think that and um was Don't Worry Be Happy playing? No, that was, was a it, couple I years. I want or, money. I want yeah. I want to be I rich. <laughs> oh. I want to be rich. That was like, we heard that song a lot. Yes. Uh, we were both fighting over the same woman that summer, too. Uh, Did you remember that? Yeah. Although we really literally fought over her. And by the way, she was not interested in either one of us. <laughs> we did get into an actual, one of the few, if the only physical fight you and I ever got into was well after that trip it was when, but it started on that Dan trip when we were like both interested in danny's older sister yeah but her friend i think liked me and i was probably really standoffish to her because i had a crush on on danny's older sister as you did but we did fight we did later about a year or so later they came to visit and we were all over at our friend ricky's house watching never-ending story <laughs> And you and I got into a fight. Like, we hit each other and pushed each other and choked each Headlocks other. Headlocks and stuff? Yeah. I remember back then it was a lot of choking and then a lot of, like, eye gouging. <laughs> Did we do that? Yeah. It's the only time you and I ever got into a physical altercation, and it was... Over Danny's sister? And it was shocking. And she was like... She yelled at us, and she's like, stop it, you idiot. She's like, I don't want either of you. Yeah, she's like, I'm... Two years older than you dumb this little is, boys. This is a sixth grader <laughs> wanting to date an eighth grade Yeah, girl. like a freshman in <laughs> high school. That's the only time you and I Was that ever... when we fought on a trampoline? Didn't I kick you on a trampoline once? <laughs> Probably just because you wanted to try a jump kick. Yeah, and I was... Karate. And, and you, you weren't, weren't looking. And, and I, I was. Just... you were like, oh, here's a body I can try. <laughs> and you were like... Whoa, why did you do and that? I, you were I had probably annoyed you that day and you were just like, well, let me try it. But I don't I don't I think that I think the fight at Ricky's during Never Ending Stories only and we got over it pretty quick, but it was it was it was a it was a real shocking moment. It was a rough patch. It was a Usually it was always over uh, older women. You middle know? school, you know, middle school's rough when best best friends got to go out and find their own, own identity. You right. Know? Yeah. Uh, that was so. I I recommend everyone um, <laughs> check out Del Taco. Check. I know. Uh, get go up to Michigan, oh, Muskegon. Yeah. I mean, it was a magical place back then. 
No tacos on that trip. Not a taco-cation. I remember we ate at a Hardee's. Do you remember that? No. It was I, weird. I hated Hardee's. Yeah. And still do. Carl's Jr., they're called out here. No yeah. interest. Is there ever any explanation why? I don't know. It's just one of those things where, like, sometimes regionally still things get different same things get different names i don't know why that's another another thing we have to learn on this when did when did carl juniors become hardy's and when did fingies become tendies <laughs> let's talk about the place that i i think might be our favorite at least i'm gonna go ahead and say i really was impressed by this place <laughs> how about you michael i'm talking about Jim Boy's Tacos. Yeah, I mean, I liked it okay. <laughs> what? No, it, it was good. It was good. It, it was, was good. good. I'll say, so Jim Boy's, we stopped at outside of Sacramento on our way back down. We'd, noted, we'd seen a couple locations, and I kept going, now? Do we stop now? And you're like, no. Like, so let's let's wait until I'm ready. And then I was ready at yeah, lunchtime. I take all my way. taco cues from you, Dave. Yeah. We stopped, and it was one of those where we were like, get it to go. And then when we got it, it was like, you know what? Let's sit down. Like, Let's, sit let's down. have a little moment. Let's, I don't like, want to eat these break. in the car. Yeah. Let's take a break. Yeah. And um, I had gotten a really nice Arnold Palmer from Starbucks next door. And uh, we sat, we ate. So I got, and this is kind of like, it's we're going in reverse, but um, I got a bean and cheese taco and I got the ground beef taco. And at Jim Boy's, again, it was sort of a situation where kind of like Casa Vega, the shells weren't totally crunchy, but they weren't totally soft. And they were, they were dusted with Parmesan cheese. Power. That is a, I'm going to go ahead and say that's a game changer and a difference maker. Oh yeah. I would I would say it's for sure a... Is there another one that we say sometimes? All bets are off? No, it's not an all bets are off situation. <laughs> I'd say it's a difference maker for sure. I don't know if it's a game changer. But what other what other taco chain has I guess Parmesan... Uh, in, in but a game changer sprinkled. to me would be like, now all tacos have to have this. It's a difference maker, but I don't think it's a game changer. Okay. That's just a, that's a difference of opinion. That's, that's a difference of opinion maker. Oh, that's you know a new I mean? one. Yeah. Let's hear a little bit about Jim Boy's history. Uh, that's a, it's a family-owned business since 1954. They debuted in a small trailer... On Kings Beach in Lake Tahoe, California, they were founded by Jim Jimboy Knudsen, and it started with his recipe. The whitest man who ever lived. <laughs> Another white guy that really loves tacos. It started with his recipe for his signature fragrantly spiced ground beef taco encased inside a grilled stone ground corn tortilla with some crisp lettuce and freshly shredded cheese and dusted with a liberal coating of grated Parmesan cheese. Cheese. That's what it is. So I I like a corn tortilla. I really do. And usually they're pretty small and they fall apart easily. But that's they those tortillas we had were corn, not flour, right? Right. That's that is a difference maker. And they were so it is a difference maker. Yeah, not a game changer. Not a game changer. But, a difference. but but the flavor pro. Okay, well we'll talk about it. Keep going. Okay. Um, it is now a Sacramento-based chain. As of 2020, there are 40 locations throughout California, Nevada in Texas. So they're on the up and up there. Yeah. Even though they started in 1954, it's kind of a slow I like that. Is franchise it still family owned or did like a, a conglomeration by them? Uh, I'm pretty, know? I bet somebody's 
probably yeah. bought them. Did those Firehouse Subs boys buy them? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not familiar with it. Have you ever had Firehouse Subs? Yeah. This had a Firehouse Subs kind of vibe, and it's like... Oh, that's another place in the Midwest. Those are called House Fire Subs. No way. <laughs> This goes back to you saying that no, I know. chains have different yeah, names how, in different like places. <laughs> house so, Fire. So Firehouse Subs puts out the House Fire Subs fires. Right. Yeah. yeah. I do like the idea of a <laughs> submarine place called House Fire Subs. <laughs> this sub is on fire. Spicy hot subs. No, this this was good. I, I will say that like I thought the beef taco there was a little bitter. And maybe that was just like a like it needed something to brighten it up. And maybe what it needed was sauce. I didn't put any of the sauce. I think you gotta go sauce if you're going Jim Boys, because otherwise it's a, the flavor profile is just a little bitter. But the bean and cheese taco I thought was delicious. And this this brings me to the cheese thing. Melted cheese, which they had at, on the beef Gym taco boys. as well. The melted cheese, that's a game changer. Melted cheese in a taco is 100p a game changer and the i was like that's the that's the discovery that i made and now i don't think i want shredded cheese just dusted on top of my basic ass taco make it melted melt it up line line it with that put it in the middle of yeah. the taco by the beef that's kind of what these because i discovered when we were in nashville back in october we had tacos at a breakfast taco place, and I had the bean and cheese taco there, and I was like, oh boy, oh boy, I think I like bean and cheese tacos maybe as much as I like a a uh, ground beef taco. You gave me your extra bean and cheese after I had the two beef. Mm-hmm. Amazing. So I good. love the bean and cheese. It was really good. That might be, for someone who's like thinking about the impact of you know, factory farming on the environment and an animal lover who might be thinking about tiptoeing back into the world of vegetarianism uh, for the first time in like 25 years. I think I could sustain, I think I could get by with doing a bean and cheese as a taco replacement because the next place we're going to talk about, I also did a little bean and cheese experiment there and and loved it. Yeah, we're going to get into that next one here pretty soon. It's going to shock a lot of people about what happened at this next place so everybody get ready get ready here's some uh some really fun facts about jim boy's original location jim knutson jim boy knutson says that when he was selling his tacos out of his trailer in the mid 50s not many people had ever heard of the word taco and they couldn't even pronounce it he had to spell it out phonetically so people could pronounce it this is 1954 i mean Let's just, can you imagine taking a time machine back to the 1950s, a period that is highly romanticized and just real, just like, I bet everyone you met was just the biggest idiot. <laughs> You'd be like, why do we want to go back to this? This is horrible. This place, this time period and this place is horrible. No one knows how to spell taco. This sucks. Everyone has really bad pronunciation. Their hair is weird. It says here that they, uh, at the lodge, the Cal Neva, Cal Neva Lodge in Tahoe, famous Rat Pack members Dean Martin, Joey Bishop, and Peter Lawford began hearing about Jim Boy's tacos, and they'd make trips. You hear about the Jim Boys. Hey, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> 
How do you spell this jingle? Uh, how do you spell taco? I just had this crazy thing down here. It's called a taco. You just spell it like this. T-A-L-K-O-H-H. Let's call Frank and get him down here. Come talk with me. Come talk with taco. It says they'd go down and get tacos. And then it says all three stars from Bonanza, Lauren Green, Dan Blocker, and Michael Landon were also fans wow. of Jim Boy's Tacos. So, some famous Jim Boy's Tacos fans. They must have had the A lot bean- of white boys in this. <laughs> they <laughs> mostly white boys. They must have had the bean and cheese. And they they were probably like, "What is this stuff on the shell? It's is this parmesan it cheese?" It is interesting to think about the taco being like an exotic food cuz it's just so to me now it's just American. You know what I mean? Uh, it's you know obviously comes from non-american or tradition or, or roots but like it's like pizza it's like it doesn't get more american than a taco now i feel like what what would you give your final rating on Jim Boys? I mean, I'm kind of shocked that that wasn't your favorite taco that we had. This, oh, oh. Was it your favorite taco on the I taco occasion? I think the bean and cheese one was my favorite taco, yes. I didn't I didn't love the uh beef ground beef taco I had there, but I think I needed to cuz I I after a few bites I put some of your sauce on and I I think I think like this is maybe a revelation i never put sauce on my tacos no salsa no sauce um street taco style or like baja yes but when i go to taco bell i have it dry i guess like sour cream is as far as i go i'm a bland little boy and i'm realizing like sometimes that's fine and then sometimes like you really need to dunk some sauce on that thing because the the sauce was really good at um jim boy and it gave it a little tomatoey flavor and i i think i think that would have had i done that early on i would have would have taken some of the bitterness you need some of that acid like tomatoey kind of punch to 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 brighten it up there's sauce so they had a little salsa bar and you mm-hmm. go and you you fill up your own salsas and they give Just you like the old baja freshes used to have right and you go to you have to order your chips so they give you a little side a, a little pouch of chips tortilla chips again just like baja fresh and which used was to do yeah it was it was good he said yeah just buy some chips and then go over to the salsa bar and uh it was good the chips were really good too yeah yeah i would i would absolutely i will say this jim boy tacos is like if you want that gringo fast food taco but you don't want to feel disgusting after you ate it <laughs> it was not greasy it was good it felt fresh they say that the beef is never frozen and i felt like honestly you could taste that i would say as far as a fast food taco goes jim boys 100 percent the way to go best best fast food taco i've ever had for sure i'd love to have a jim boys in casey i would go there every oh yeah yeah yeah. no 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 every other day don't get me wrong and that bean and cheese was was great i think i just i think i made a mistake by not putting the sauce on the ground beef i think jim boys would be massively successful uh um nationwide i'm gonna go four point Five out of five golden tacos. Oh wow, that's big. That's a that's a big. Okay, okay. Wait, wait, no, wait, no, no, wait, no. Wait, 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 I don't scare you off that rating. I think that's fair. I really liked it, and you know one of my favorite things about it. As we were driving oh, down the excited everybody down the highway, I had bits of parmesan stuck in my beard, <laughs> and I would pick it. I would lick it, 
And I had a treat. And then he took a 45-minute nap. No, you took a two-hour nap. Hey, I really liked it. You I filled what? myself. You gave, I had three full tacos I and over chips you, and salsa. And when you were sleeping, you were smiling. Because I had that Parmesan up yeah. in my mustache. <laughs> uh, so what would you give it out of five? I would tacos? give it a four, honestly. Okay. I, I would go 4.3. Okay. If we're talking like fast food tacos, 100% point. 4.5 but if i'm comparing it to like some of the restaurants i i've even sampled on this show i don't think i would go 4.5 but i don't know if i would go so far as to say it's the in and out of fast food tacos but if that were an available option to me i would get it over taco bell obviously you heard my history with taco bell a hundred like no, I had no fear when I ate those that it was going to come back to haunt me in any kind of way. You know what I mean? You have had a history of Taco Bell tacos coming back to haunt you. And it's usually, to be fair, not to be super gross, in the form of acid reflux or oh, like yeah. feeling just kind of tumped. My tum water is a little sour. You know what I mean? So you, you ha your tum water. <laughs> My tum which water. <laughs> grows sour after i eat it and then i get the tum water gets a little fiery and bubbles up into my throat some yeah that happened. i got a little bit of that with casa vega tonight too okay gym boys none of that business no yeah i felt great took a two-hour nap in the car afterwards yeah a little parmesan for later my tum water was feeling good <laughs> yeah it was, do. it was steady. It wasn't boiling. I think everybody knows that, you know, if you're going fast food tacos, you got to you gotta keep the tum water tame. Keep your tum water tank tame <laughs> when it comes to tacos. Yeah. All right. Are we ready to move? Uh, we're, we're still moving backwards. So here we are. We're in Oregon. Oregon? Or not Oregon. 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 Yeah. A little south of Eugene at a little place called Taco Time. Y yeah. I'm trying to remember exactly where we were. It was near Ashland. I think it was in between Eugene and Ashland. Some beautiful vistas, uh, mountains. Oh One of the most beautiful parts of the drive. And we didn't hit the coast because we were running out of time on this trip. And that sucked for you. Excuse me. But we'll go back and we'll do we'll do another coast coastal trip sometime. Always wanted to try taco time. I'm a big fan of the taco. Taco time was the first thing I think you brought up. Yeah. You're like... Taco time, taco time. When we got to Sacramento and we were at a lovely little wine bar. On the way up. On the way up, which somehow managed to pull off like a cozy romantic atmosphere and like WWF. They had WWF wrestlers everywhere and then they had grilled cheese. Yeah. A honey basted grilled cheese sandwich. For two travelers who got in around 10 o'clock and everything was closed. Road-weary travelers. What a delight. It was like eating something a hobbit would make for it you. It was called Rochambeau was the name of the place. Yeah, that place was great. And, and what about the bakery next door? Oh, my God, you guys. This bakery... <laughs> This is Sacramento. Ginger Elizabeth's? I can't remember. Oh, yet. man. I'm sorry if I'm getting that name wrong. Elizabeth Ginger, something like that. Tell them about the pillowy eggs. Oh, right next door, the, our bartender said, oh, great coffee. And they have a breakfast sandwich with a perfect pillowy egg. And we went there. And not only was the bre Now, look, the, bref it, the breakfast sandwich was fantastic. I had it the next morning. I couldn't finish it. It was too much. And it was... When you're driving, it was a little too messy. And I, I think, again, I took it out of the wrapper, which was maybe a mistake. But boy, oh boy, house-made sausage patty. It was so good. Homemade English muffin. Good Lord, this place was great. But what was the name of that street that we were on? That was Yakima. No, 
no, no, no. Take that back. Not Yakima. That was First Street. First Street. Uh, in Sacramento. And not only that, but their pastries were too die for it was like the most elegant delightful french bakery landed out of nowhere in sacramento oh my god the chocolate croissant i had there was incredible the strawberry almond croissant if i wasn't mildly allergic to strawberries i would have gotten it it looked insane uh i'm gonna you know what i took pictures of that bakery i will give them to you dave and you can put them on i can put them in the show notes you can put them in the show notes or on the instagram because they were honestly that was the highlight of a food highlight for me of this trip i think other than we'll get to it okay are you talking talking twin peaks i'm i'm talking twin peaks (laughs) okay so yeah let's uh Let's get to Taco Time. Here's a little history. Taco Time is an American fast food restaurant chain specializing in Mexican-American food. The chain has over 226 locations in the United States and 74 locations in Western Canada. It was founded in Eugene, Oregon. We were very close to where it was founded in 1960 by, by get this, Ron Frederick. There you go. Another white guy. Again. There's a pattern for White guys love the tacos. I mean, look at the two people on this podcast right now. <laughs> right now. The chain was founded in Eugene by Ron Frederick, who opened his first restaurant near his alma mater, the University of Oregon, in at 13th Avenue and High Street in January 1960. In 1962, the first Taco Time franchise opened in Tacoma, Washington, which we passed through on the Tacocation. In the 1970s, the company expanded to 48 restaurants in seven western states. And in 1978, the company franchised its first international restaurant in Lethbridge, Alberta, Canada, and um, Taco Time. Yeah, and, and listen to this. Taco Time has since expanded, now holding more than 300 franchises in the United States, Canada, Kuwait, and the Netherlands. This is what a weird conglomerate of nations. Not that there's anything wrong with any of those nations, just like it feels like a sideways franchise in some ways. You know what I mean? Like, gr- great and good for them, but Canada, Kuwait, and the Netherlands? <laughs> and it says here in the 90s, there were mul- multiple locations in Greece. Bizarre. Trying to spread the word of tacos. Yeah, and- just I'm trying to find the pattern in that, I guess, um, is, is what I'm saying. That's that's fascinating. This place looked very unassuming. I would say brand-wise, it could use some help. It just, like, the logo is very underwhelming. Is it a cactus with a sun behind it? It's yeah, and it just yeah. it almost looks like the logo almost looks like it's trying not to be noticed. <laughs> <laughs> you it kind of looks similar to Del Tacos because isn't Del Tacos like a sun too? I it, maybe yeah. It just it looks like same color scheme. Yeah, it's very fake. Yeah, except Del Taco's gotten like more bold. It has like a bold red. This this looks like a sun faded next exit you know like uh, when the exit sign lists like six restaurants and you got like mcdonald's wendy's burger king starbucks and then there's always one or two local things that you're like i can't even read the logo off the sign and it feels very faded and you're like i guess i'm just doing mcdonald's you know even you would pick arby's over one of the other ones taco time kind of has that like real like grandma made the logo kind of feel to it and it hasn't been updated in a while it does it feels very yeah outdated that being said, that being said, and I will say the franchise 
we went to was also <clears throat> a little sad. Yeah. And there was a there was a woman on a rascal ahead of us. In the <laughs> There was a woman. We pulled up. A woman pulled in in front of us on a rascal. On a rascal. And I overheard the guy at the window handing her her food saying, Wow, I'm surprised that thing even set it off. Like he was surprised that the drive thru even registered that she was there. (laughs) And there was, by the way, it was just us and her in the drive thru at dinner time and no one behind us. No one else around. (laughs) That's how I always wanted my taco time experience (laughs) to be. I've been wanting to eat here for so long. I was a little sad and, and worried after when we pulled over to like bite into to this so here's what we ordered i ordered the beef taco because i wanted to try just the basic beef taco and then a lot of their twitter feed and a lot of their ads on twitter and ads i've seen they talk about this thing on the menu called the crisp matt be prepared to bleep all of these out i don't (laughs) want any of these to get through guys there's some Taco twists happening in this episode. They have something on the menu called a crisp burrito. Yeah. And I was like, everyone's talking. Sometimes they talk about the crisp burritos more than they talk about the tacos. I was looking at that menu and I was seeing the tacos, but really the thing that jumped out at me was the crisp burrito. Which kind of sounds like an, a kid that we went to high school named Chris <laughs> Burrito or yeah. something. Yeah, uh, yeah. Chris Burrito. Yeah. But yeah, so we tried the crisp burrito. And let me tell you, Dave, dear listeners, David, W. Dave, Keith, it was tasty. I'm let's are you shook? (laughs) Is this the final episode of the show? And again, I did because I had just I had taken a look at the big picture and I was like holding out for maybe dinner down the road. And I went, this is where my bean and cheese thing came in. I was like, I'm going to be safe. In terms of my tum water getting and riled I'm just, up, I'm just gonna get one bean and cheese crisp burrito, and it was it was like so good. It was like a tr- it, was it was almost like, it was like a taquito mixed yeah. with a chimichanga, mixed with a churro. Ha- it was like in the style of a churro in a bag. It yeah. was it comes in a little thin bag. It was really good, and it wasn't overly fried. It wasn't gross it was it was the bean and cheese one that's the only one i tried it was delicious very good uh and didn't feel like honestly did not feel like you were eating a burrito it it felt more like a taquito and that's why i think we're safe to talk about this because it it felt like a hand rolled taco way more than it felt like the b word it was almost like a quick trip taquito but a little bit bigger yeah i've a not had one of those a little but... bit longer yeah and it didn't have any lettuce no anything inside it was, it. It was just meat and cheese right and bean and cheese bean and cheese the one that i had i had the two beef and cheese and you had the or i just had beef you had bean and cheese but yeah it it was good and and, De- and delicious a gr- and also like the perfect little like great to eat on the road yeah perfect road food you you were not gonna make a mess, and if you and and what I realized I was like, oh, this was just like a little bit of fuel. I needed a little bit of fuel, and I didn't feel like I ate too much. It kind of like satiated me for the rest of the drive. I had a, like some nuts about an hour or two after that, and I was like, oh, if I'm 
ever on the road again. And I'm like, I need like a little something to keep the coals burning in this steam engine. Then I keep the coals burning down in the tum water. Yeah. Keep my tum water heated and warm like a nice jacuzzi. Then I might get that. I would, and I was passing by a faded ass taco time sign. I might pull over. I might make room for a rascal, and I might get that bean and cheese, uh, crunchy, br- crisp, crisper again. Crisper, yeah. Uh, I would too, and I. But uh, I, I'm, it was more like a taquito. It, I think it's safe to say. Okay. It was not nothing like. Honestly, it's pretty safe to say it was nothing like the B word. Nothing like a real B word no. because yeah, if you were eating a real B word like that, the stuff would come pouring out. And yeah, and these were was, clean. These yeah, yeah. no mess. No, it was, a taqui- it was really a taquito. No muss, no fuss. It was a XL taquito. Yeah, very good. Uh, the ta- the taco time taco was tasty. Well, let's hear about it. the The beef was the seasoning was was delicious. It was about the size of a Taco Bell taco. Didn't you give me a bite of that one? Did I get a little nibble? Did you lean over and hand <laughs> I don't feed think me? So. Wait, did I thought I you took gave a bite. me some of your bean? Yeah, but I crisper- felt like I I got a little bite of something, and I said, "Oh, that's kind of like a Taco Via taco." Or was that the tacos at Jim? You Boy? were thinking of Jim Boys. Okay, you right. thought Jim Boys tasted like Taco Via tacos? A little bit. The the texture of the of ground the beef. Oh, the the beef. The texture of the ground beef was a little because it was a little drier, kind of like how Taco Via is a little. It's not super wet. I think we forgot to mention that the Taco Time or the uh, Jim Boys Tacos uh, old logo said it's the. This is a dangler from, from an earlier, hour and a half ago. Yeah. It's the Taco the Town. It w- no, it said ta- the Taco the Town. The with like two E's. Uh-huh. Town. Yeah. That was yeah. like an old logo. It was like we literally set this up over an hour ago. <laughs> Calling back to it. So what would you give your final rating on Taco Time of what you had of Taco Time? I would give it... Now, I only had the crisp burrito, and it was really yummy. I was a little worried when I was eating it that it might upset my tum water, and it, it really didn't at all. Just based on that, it's hard. I can't give it a full fare. I feel like I can't give the... But just based on that, I would say... And maybe this is underwhelming, but I would say 3.8. Yeah, I'm I'm around there too. But better than three. I mean, that's like above average. I'm I'd really like to go back try more tacos. Yeah, I'd have to the, give it another spin. I like the taco sauce. The sauce was good. Great. Um, really good. I'm gonna go 3.7. Yeah. Just based on the one taco and the crisp burrito I had. Yeah. But yeah, I can't rank it as high as Jim Boys. Not as high as Jim Boys, no. But, uh, but again, if you're just looking for a little road fuel, I think it's you can a do worse. I, did I? I mean, I gave Del Taco. Did I give Del Taco a pretty high rating? I, I think can't remember. That was a couple hours ago. Five. That was seven hours ago. A couple hours ago. I would give the taco taste a tie, a taco okay. tie, taco okay. taste tie. But a TTT. A TTT. But I would say the uh, I like the amount of cheese that the Del Taco yeah. had. There yeah, wasn't yeah. On mu- as so much. So Taco Time might be. It might be more like a 3.4 for you. Yeah, it might be a 3.4, maybe 3.5 and a half. Okay. 3.3.45. 3. 
I will definitely stop by a taco time again at yeah, some point yeah, on yeah, another taco enough. occasion. If check it out. If I think it's a strong. Check it out. If you're on a taco occasion with your family, stop by a taco check time. It check, check it out. out. Check, check it, it out. out. Just check it out. Check it out. We'll finish up our amazing taco occasion list here after this break. Hey everybody, it's Dave here from Taco the Town, and I want to tell you about an album I can't stop listening to. It's the latest release from Lotus Pool Records, and it's called Our Music from the Bump Band, and it features legendary Kansas City funkster Bump Funk. Now I know Bump. I've eaten tacos with Bump in Nashville, Tennessee of all places, and I can 100% guarantee that Bump is a legend. He's a fixture in Kansas City music history, and he needs to be celebrated. You can read all about Bump and his remarkable music in the March 2022 issue of The Pitch, but more importantly, you should listen to Bump's music. The album, Our Music, which you can buy or stream everywhere, was recorded in 1983, shelved for almost 40 years, and finally released in 2022. In its first week of release, it debuted at 30 on the college R&B charts. It's as fresh and funky today as it was 40 years ago. So check it out. Our music by the Bump Band featuring Bump Funk from Lotus Pool Records. All right, we have one more spot on our amazing taco cation we just had this week. Yep. Up the West Coast. We started our taco cation a week and a half ago. Oh, yeah. I forgot about this. At Trejo's tacos have you not you've talked about the trejos you had in the airport here on instagram i did a little review of them oh yeah but you didn't do it on the i didn't do it on the show i remember you were talking about it on the instagram okay so there's a trejos tacos at lax and i had it there yeah very good i enjoyed it yeah there are a few locations there's also trejos and of course this is danny trejo the actor who will show up like i've been at the trejos in hollywood and he's come by and he'll visit every table and chat with everybody it's very fun danny trejo much shorter in real life than you would think he's like five 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 six wow. he's not a i mean He's jacked, but he's like, he's short. He looks about six foot tall and machete. He is a solid five, 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 six, maybe. But one of the nicest guys ever, right? So nice. Even though he always plays very disgruntled guys, but he's yeah, a nice guy. Yeah, but he's played nice guys too. But uh, and, and, uh, and most recently, the Ranker Keeper and Boba Fett. Book of Boba Fett. Book of Boba Fett. Book of Bo- lo- yeah. Gotta love any Ranker Keeper on, in cinema is a favorite character. What a mine. role to get. Now, the original Ranker Keeper, who literally showed up for two seconds and cried, got his own action figure. Where's my Danny Trejo Ranker Keeper 2 action figure? I want it. I need it. Trejo's, I will say, just a little background. That's like a location in Hollywood that's like a group of friends of mine will meet there on a routine basis. Like, you know, every every couple weekends we'll go down, have a couple tacos, have a margarita or a tequila and soda and do like a little, they don't, I don't think they actually sadly do a happy hour. And that would be my one complaint about Trey Hostess. I think it's a little overpriced, but um, it's a good, like, I just got off work. Where's a good place to meet? Sit and chill on a patio during a pandemic. Um, What's that area of Hollywood called? It's Hollywood. Hollywood. That's, that is like 
the heart of Hollywood. Yeah. It was, uh, he opened, Danny Trejo opened his Trejo's Taco Spots in 2016. There's three cantina locations, Hollywood, La Brea, and Santa Monica. And then there's one called Trejo's Coffee and Donuts. That's, yeah. And then there is a farmer's market location. Is that what that is? No, no, no. That's on, I believe it's on Highland and Santa Monica. But there's one left out. There's a Trejos. What were the, there's a Trejos and Los Feliz on Vermont. Oh, really? Uh, The La Brea and Santa Monica? That one, yeah. There's that one. There's also one, I believe, unless I am fully mistaken, there's a Trejos that's sort of more of a um, walk up and order kind of place with like a couple bar stools inside and maybe a couple like tall skinny tables on the side there's one on vermont and los Feliz. um these are these are that's the first one i went to actually that one yeah these were street tacos style Mm -hmm. and then they have really good chips and salsa i got the i think i got the carne asada and the i think you got the beef barbacoa did you get the beef barbacoa i got the beef barbacoa and the baja taco which is just like a fried shrimp one which they're both really good you got the carnitas and you got the you got whatever the other beef one was i I got the chorizo did i get a chorizo maybe i know that you got at least one really hot one that i can't do trejos is pretty spicy when it's spicy and they have um they also have empanadas there that are really good but like the veggie empanada is one of the hottest things i've ever put in my mouth so i i have to be like careful with what i eat because again i'm a bland i'm a bland boy do you go to a lot of celebrity restaurants here in la do you uh open restaurants Um, are there a lot of celebrities that open restaurants still here in la yeah i'm trying to think of like i mean i think right now probably not at this moment but sure i'm thinking of branded celebrity restaurants i i don't i i've never i've worked with guy fieri super nice guy i don't think i've ever eaten at a fieri branded restaurant before Tell us about that Guy Fieri experience. Great guy. Super nice guy. Didn't he send you some like tequila? He sent me, he and... Sammy Hagar. Sammy Hagar's tequila. I got the Blanco and the uh, other one. I can't remember what it was. Uh, Sent me... Super nice guy. Worked with him on a King's Wine commercial about a year and a half ago. I think the spot was running at least up until recently. And uh, very nice guy. Was raising money for tons of restaurants affected by the pandemic at the time just was very clearly you know the big the big the big man on campus but also like very gracious of like handing over the actual like funny stuff to the other actors in the spot even though he was he was he was like the guy that you were like oh guy fieri is like if you're if the family's fun uncle (laughs) Hit it big. You know what I mean? He was naturally charismatic and funny, but not... And I I don't mean this in in any derogatory term. He was, like, not really like an actor. You know what I mean? He'd be like, oh, I I, I wouldn't say that. I would say this. He was very much playing, like, himself. Himself, yeah. And then would laugh at what the other actor and I would do and be like, you guys know what you're doing. I don't know what I'm doing. But still sold it really well because, again... He's like the very funny uncle who knows how to be on. And he was also very nice. And at the end of the night, he was like, give me your address. I'll send you some tequila. And I did. And he did. Just a, a very 
very great, very terrific guy. Now, when you do a King's Hawaiian commercial, do you get? Do they send you like a box full of, of no. buns? No, 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 oh. nothing. I've ever no. That's they don't give you any free products. If you would have asked for some, would they have no, given you maybe I don't a bag? Think so. I mean, if I were like George Clooney, I'm sure he got like I'm sure Nespresso sent him <laughs> and his <laughs> staff like everything that they had but no 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 it's not it doesn't work that way are those the kind of buns you buy king's hawaiian i do love a king's hawaiian bun i mean i don't buy a lot of buns to be honest but i love you know i i love if i'm gonna make hot dogs i want the king's hawaiian hot dog buns first and foremost and they're usually sold out because they're really good now you have finished up the first season of your brand new podcast yes Slate your name. Yes, sir. It is a celebrity interview podcast, an actor podcast. Mm-hmm. Would you ever entertain having Guy Fieri as oh, a guest? Oh, 100%. Yeah, because like he's, you know, again, I don't think he's like an actor, but he's an entertainer. And he's works and has been massively successful in, in, in two real, I mean, in the hospitality industry and the entertainment industry, which are both service industries, you know, entertainment industry is service industry. People don't really, I don't think, think of it that way, but that's what it is. What are some people you're going to try to get? You've already had some big names on the show. Who are some big names you've had on already? I mean, I'm, I can think of, uh, uh, well, you, you just had Anna Camp Anna on. Anna Camp from Pitch Perfect and True Blood and Jerry and two new movies out this summer. Jerry and Marge go large with Brian Cranston and Annette Benning, and then Murder at Yellowstone City, which stars Gabriel Byrne. It's a western. Anna's having like a really good summer with some two two movies out in the same like couple weeks. And then uh, Rachel Blumot has obviously been on the show. A couple Crazy X cast members. Kristen Bauer, also from True Blood, has been on the show. Yeah, I'm, I I mean, my my thing with this show, as opposed to Bigfoot Collectors Club, is I really want to have, like, actual, like, one-on-one personal conversations with other actors about what it's really like to work in Hollywood and work in the business. And so, for me, it's more of a challenge of doing a... You know, because on BCC, I have Bryce and I have Riley. This is really a challenge of having like a one-on-one interview and and, and conversation because it will come back. A lot of these people I've worked with, Tom Everett Scott, for example, and, and, and sometimes we go down memory lane on jobs and sets that we've been on. So it will feel a little personal, but I really try to keep it about the other guest and their experiences of what it's been like for them in the business. So the, the, the big compliment that I've gotten from people is it's a little bit of inside baseball when it comes to acting and auditioning and working in the business. But I've had a lot of people tell me, hey, I have no window into the industry. I'm not an actor. I don't work in this business. And I love hearing this show. You know, my my hope is... This isn't like a regular talk show where the people are there to just plug their thing and bullshit for five minutes. You actually get to have a conversation about what their day-to-day life and what their experience is like and what their early years were like in, in the business. So I it's just getting a chance to talk to creative people. I enjoy the show a lot. The one part that, I, if I may, sure. there's not enough. You guys don't talk about tacos. And oh, f- Enough. 
as much I'm as I thought. I'm not even sure tacos have come up on the show. Yeah. Sometimes was, restaurants might come up about places that we've eaten or met or had like business meetings. Maybe. Yeah. All right. I'll I tell. thought maybe you might include more Taco Talk. But. Well, I just wrapped up season one. I'll be back again in the fall with season two. I'll I'll take a look at just it. Just bring it up. Yep. Great. Just, I mean, like you're saying, just like having a real conversation with somebody, tacos yeah. usually come up. Yeah. At least in my. You're right. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's a great note. Great note. Other than that, great show. Thank you. Like it a lot. Thanks. I um, it. You know, you never reviewed your Trejos. I know, I know, but I got. I'm I'm saving that. I got some oh. breaking news here. Really? Something that we said we would get to the bottom of two hours ago. Okay. Are you ready for this, Michael? Sure. Chicken tenders refers to chicken prepared from the more tender part of a chicken, commonly the pectoralis minor, which is the part underneath the chicken breast. Okay. On the other hand, chicken fingers refers to strips of chicken meat derived from the chicken breast of the inner breast muscle. All right. So instantly... Chicken fingies sound way grosser than chicken tenders. <laughs> Here's some more. Chicken tenders, also sometimes called chicken fingers, are always made from a single cut of chicken. That's true because you can go to the store and buy tenders in, you know, at the butcher. Okay. Nuggets, on the other hand, mushy mushy, are made from processed yeah, chicken. That's that I knew. It might be all white breast or not. But it has been ground and configured before being breaded. Yeah, that's like the pink slime that people talk about. But, but that I understood. It was more about what fingers and tendies Just were. a different part of the chicken. I just want to say for the record, I was never confused about you the were, difference between nuggets and tenders. You were all up in the air. You <laughs> had no, no idea. That's Let's just be clear. I think a lot of people get tendies and nuggets confused. Well, they need to go talk to their... Parents. What else did we tease that we were going to reveal that we haven't yet? Well, I know one big thing, but you got to tell. Oh, yeah. Oh, tell yeah. me what your Trejo Okay, so, yeah. So, my final rating of Trejo, I liked yeah, it a lot. Yeah, how did you feel about it? I liked it. It was good. Okay. We, it was a chill place. We sat on a little patio mm -hmm. right there in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. what, what did we get for drinks? We Mexican. You had a... I had a glass of rosé in a, a Spanish-style serving glass, which I only say because they give it to me in like a juice glass, which I they did every time I drank wine in Spain when I backpacked there through there in, in college. You had a little taco-cation backpacking through Spain. I did. I, I did. Yeah. I mean... Didn't eat any tacos in Spain. Ate a lot of fried fish and like full, like a full fish fried with its eyeball still on the, still in it while they serve it to you. Was that the 90s? Uh, Yeah, it was late 90s. That was a total eyeball and fish type of decade. All right. Yeah. I'm going to say with Trejo's final rating, I'm going to give it a solid 4.1. Oh, yeah. Yeah, good. I'd say four. I'd say four. Yeah, so yeah. Four. Price, price wise, I think it's for street tacos. It's over. It's definitely overpriced. We're talking like four ninety five minimum for one taco. It's too expensive for what it is. I think that's a complaint a lot of people around. The I would have liked have a right little now. more ingredient. Yeah, in, yeah. In I the think taco. like if if these tacos were two ninety nine, even which is still, you know what I mean, like fine, three bucks a taco, great. But when we're talking five six bucks a taco i think it's too expensive for these little guys so it's overpriced but it's tasty oh yeah it was uh, so i'll say like i might that the price might knock it down to like a a like 3.9 
five for me. Are you ready to give your final ranking of the all of the taco places we ate on our tacocation? Didn't I already? Oh, you mean like like one through like, one through five? Oh, okay, great. Sure. Uh, you want me to go first? No, I think I. Sh- you got it. I think I should go first. Go for it. Because you're the host. Yeah, go for it. So I would say, okay, so I'm going to have to put Del Taco Lease because I didn't eat there. Okay. And I've never had a taco there. So not fair, but I'm putting that at five. Then I would go Taco Time, Trejos. Nope. I would go Taco Time, Casa Vega, Trejos, Jim Boys. All performing different jobs, mm-hmm. but if you're going to narrow me down to like yum yum in my tum water, for price convenience at even even atmosphere at the time i needed it i think jim boys comes out on 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 top but trejos is right behind that and then i think casa vega then taco time then del taco which doesn't count for me man this is gonna be tough for me it's just my gut ranking this is your tum water ranking mm-hmm. that's my tum water that's that's if you're driving down Tumwater Boulevard and the boulevard got better as it went along, that's the order in which you would okay. see these restaurants. I think I'm going to do best to worst. That'll help me out a little bit. I'm going Jim Boys 1. Great. I'm going... I mean, shouldn't we go by the literally the 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 rankings we gave them? Which <laughs> we is, should, it, but... Uh, that's how this works, Yeah, right? we should, but... Mathematically? Who, I don't know. No, who who Who's to keep so track? I, in that sense, I think... I think Taco Time might be above for you. For me, no. You go. You go. I'm going. Uh, I'm going. Jim Boys one. No one's keeping track. I'm going Del Taco two. Okay. I'm going Trejos three. Okay. Casa Vega four. But I feel. So- I Wait. think Taco Time goes before Casa Vega for you. But is it because of the crisper? Oh, that that I think it did, but it's also because of the pulled pork you didn't enjoy. Didn't enjoy the pulled pork at Casa Vega. So now yeah. the one thing, like if we're just going taco, though, I think you just gotta go taco. I don't think you can include Chris Burritos, and, and I don't think you can include margaritas because some of these places didn't have drinks. Who, margaritos, margaritas. Oh, margaritas. I thought you added a new restaurant called Margaritos. It's called Chris Mar- Margaritos. <laughs> And it's about a white guy who's reinvented the margarita. <laughs> Hi, my name's Dave. I just invented a new restaurant called Margaritos. Yeah. If you're talking tacos. If you're talking tacos, Casa Vega last? I, there are two it, places I didn't have tacos out of Tied for last, I'd say taco time and I Casa think that's Vega. Fair. I, yeah. think, I think that also reflects your actual yeah. numerical And Jim ranking. Boy's way above. Jim Boy? More like... Dave boy. <laughs> Dave, lo- this boy loves Jim. tacos. <laughs> I love you, Jim. <laughs> oh, golly. Well, our tacocation, we had a great tacocation. Uh, what are some of the highlights of the tacocation? This is non-taco related things. We hit the highway. We saw some beautiful mountains. We went to, here we are. Here's the last thing that we teased earlier. Where did we go? Where did we have cherry pie? We went to Tweed's Diner in North Bend. It's the- Oregon. Washington. 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 It is the home. It's this. It's it's where they filmed the Double R Diner in Twin Peaks television show, and uh, run by Norma Jennings, the character Norma Jennings, and uh, who was not there unfortunately. Although I did love our hostess; she was great. She was a char- She was a character in her own right, bossing around two lackadaisical teenage boys. But um, 
it was that was the highlight for me going to the uh, the T Tmar Diner. We hit a lot of Twin Peaks filming locations. We went to the old Sheriff Station where that was a blast. A lot of scenes. They Super let us friendly in. people. It was not actually Sheriff Station. It's like a stock car racing place it's called Dirtfish. Dirtfish, and they were prepping for some you know event. But they and I I like this guy drove up and looked at me when we were getting out of the car, and there were signs being like, "Don't go here. Don't go there. Private property." And I was like, "Hey, is it okay?" to take a picture and he was like absolutely and like he's like we love our peakers and then you know drove us around and or not drove us around but like showed us around and like let us go into the what was the sheriff's station what they actually filmed there and we got to like walk around freely got to go in the old conference room it was where a a lot of the scenes took place Mm -hmm. where they had the donuts on the table yep that was great but i i that was all all of that that was like the real goal of the trip was to go up and see some of these locations and 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 all of that for me really paid off that was a blast for someone who's also re-watching twin peaks right now with their uh, girlfriend it was really it was a real thrill honestly the highlight for me was of course the tacos but we also hit bend oregon mm-hmm. where the last blockbuster video is this is a big moment for dave michael was not so enthused now wait a minute i had a great time but i would have <laughs> i this wasn't this wasn't I'm I'm very glad we went and I don't think it would have I think it would have been dumb not to do it but it was not at the top of my list but i'm also not you enjoyed yourself there i had a blast we walked the aisles i bought a blockbuster fanny pack Dave. i bought some blockbuster sunglasses it really is a just a and functioning he wore those for the rest of the trip ladies and gentlemen <laughs> that man took off his old sunglasses and he put on those new blockbuster sunglasses as if they were not a novelty, but they were his new favorite pair of sunglasses. They really are. They are. I'm going to wear them forever. He, I, I don't even know what happened to the sunglasses you showed up I with. threw them out the window and you weren't looking. <laughs> While we were on one of those tops of one of those mountains, yeah. we also went to Mount Shasta, which was, was awesome. Great. The fifth oh. chakra of the planet. Where the Lemurians live. Lemurians live there. Seventh chakra of the planet, maybe? I can't remember. We also hit Portland. We hit Seattle, one, which is an ate a lot of great tacos. Uh huh. What a trip. Did you like Pike's Market? Pike's Market was great in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Didn't get to see him throw the fish. Where was that? I, we must have missed that uh, little... We didn't walk down the fish aisle. Okay. And they probably weren't throwing fish at five in the afternoon. Right. But yeah. But we did like run around some people loading trucks on the cobblestone street. And you felt like you were, oh, am I, am I in 2022 or am I in 1922? Right. So much fun. I recommend everyone get out there on the highways and byways of America. Have your own special talk location with your friends and family. We saw, Dave, were you intrigued by all the electronic charging stations we saw? Way more electronic car charging stations than I've ever seen as someone who drove up and down. So many gas stations we went to now have these Tesla charging stations. Yeah, it's the future. It's, it's, it's great. It's cool. It's exciting to see. It's good. Uh, I hope electronic cars become more available and affordable for everybody else. Because, guys, that gas is expensive. 
Gas is real, real expensive right now. Oh, yeah. I remember. And you know what I we didn't review is this churros I got on the road. Should we review those? I mean, you can review them. I did not eat them. They were really bad. You bought them from a pizza place. I got them at a pizza place. I needed some something to perk me up. Had some churros. They were bad. The best part was you took one bite and said, this is the worst churro I've ever had. And then you proceeded to eat all of that churro. <laughs> and then the churro that you bought for me. I ate it. You ate it quietly <laughs> 30 minutes later. Before you could eat it. But I I think it was pretty clear. I didn't yeah. want it after you said yeah. it was the worst churro you ever yeah. had. Now you are also a podcaster with Bigfoot Collectors uh-huh. Club yeah. as in addition to Slate Your name. name. Yeah. We were in Bigfoot Country. We didn't have any sightings. No. Sadly. It happens. We got to spend a little more time out there to get a setting. But I was looking. We had some fun Bigfoot like statues and wood carvings that we ran into, which is always a joy. And we didn't see any UFOs flying off of Mount Shasta. Which no, was no. But again, I think like maybe if we'd like sat around for a little bit longer and really looked if if the taco cation hadn't taken over. Do you feel like the taco cation took over? The- you know what? It was uninvited, <laughs> but... It was like a hitchhiker we picked up on the side of the road who turned out to be really fun company and not a murderer. What if we did pick up this like small man that was like looked like a taco? (laughs) And his name was Jim Boy. (laughs) And he was like, you guys want to go on a taco occasion? You guys want to go for a real ride? I'm just picturing a little taco man with a hoodie on, like a little zip-up hoodie and a backpack. Is he like a vertical taco or is he a Vert- sideways taco? Vertical. Like his head is sticking at okay. the end is pointy. Pointy. That's what so I So he's picture. got like a belly. He's got a little bit of tum water he's in his got, belly. He's got a... <laughs> well, I'm sorry to say this special taco-cation is over. It has come to an end. Our our West Coast taco-cation is over. Michael, where can people find your work? Well... I guess you could watch True Blood on HBO Max. You can watch, because nothing's done now. Everything's available now. You can watch Crazy Ex-Girlfriend on Netflix, I believe. Check out Hot in Cleveland on Paramount+. Plus. We had no. a lady in Mount Shasta stop you and say, I love you in Hot in Cleveland. She was there for a re- retreat. She's a she wants to be a healer and uh, yeah she was she recognized me from Hot in Cleveland I think that's on Paramount Plus if you have that or no yeah because I think it's a CBS Studio show anyway you can find me on the streamers I'm around what I like about you is on HBO Max now as no well way. all the all the things I ever did are now back and just available in present time as if they never ended which is great and also weird otherwise. Check out season one of Slate Your Name wherever you get podcasts. I really like the show. It's different from what I've done before, and I'm proud of it. And then Bigfoot Collectors Club is going strong. New episodes every Wednesday. If you want to talk about UFOs, Bigfoot, aliens, ghosts, spooky stuff, check it out. All right. Thanks, man. Thanks for being on the show. Thanks for spending this. And I co-host BCC with Bryce Johnson from Expedition Bigfoot and a guy named Riley Bray. Oh, yeah. Expedition wanna, Bigfoot. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I just want to say the two, two of the best guys around. So you guys just out. had an amazing jet ski special. We did. Check out our the BCC jet ski special. That was our big summer vacation episode, which I think you guys will enjoy. Thanks for being on the show again for the 15th time. I mean, I'd say anytime, and I guess <laughs> I mean it because I won't know I'm doing it. You know, it could be at the tail end of a very long drive, 
or it could be three o'clock in the morning after we've had way too much to drink. I never know when I'm going to have to do this show. This is all I'm going to say. Do I ever say no? I don't because I love you, Dave. Thanks for talking tacos with me. And uh, until next time. Until next time. Remember, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Taco the Town KC. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and Podbean. And give us a five-star review, would ya? Thanks to super engineer Matt Allen and everyone back at the Taco the Town corporate office. Our music is by Sun Eaters, courtesy of Lotus Pool Records. Be safe out there, everybody. And remember to keep supporting your local neighborhood taco spots and your West Coast taco spots and wherever you live taco spots. Because it's summer, taco-cation season. Guys, we all live on this planet it's just a planet and there's tacos there's really no such thing as borders or nations it's just all a shared space couldn't agree more and until next time <laughs> go, go eat, eat some tacos how's your tongue water yet? Lotus Pod.